I never really saw anybody in media that was like, oh, like being a chef is something to be proud of, you know, um, being a chef is something that you can actually succeed in and, you know, be great. This is episode a thousand because you know I can do what I want, um, but it's not. <laughs> we already started. It's all good. Um, it's so at least eight hundred fifteen. At least eight hundred fifteen. We already started. So this in this podcast we're going to be talking about uh, business successful businesses, um, and also about how do how do we run business as a unit as a singular person and how do we get to a specific goal so our goal here is to really document and show how we took a business that we started from nothing to um having a million dollar business um and i know that's a little cliche for a lot of people uh because everybody's like i want to have a million dollar business but you know we really want to document what it takes and what's the work that it takes to put into you know getting a business to really having a revenue on paper where you can go to a bank where you can see your P&L where you can see your your financial forecast and say this is what it's making so for me I'm going to start off where I think you know mostly matters for me obviously uh, we own Red Indigo which ultimately is hodgepodge of things at, at this point but mainly it's a restaurant. Mainly it's a restaurant that focuses on delivery. And I really think for me, the very beginning of that story even goes before I was even knowing I wanted to run a business. Um, I think it really started off when I was a kid um, and just having the, I guess, luckiness of being born at the specific time of being born in 1990 and being born in the very middle of where the world started using computers and it changed it's changing the world we actually started All right, gary d uh, yes gary d you know <laughs> that's what it is i was i but i'm younger so i was more in it so you know i seen email be important and not important because we grew up on aol you know i had aol with dial up and then now it's you know we can facetime people from across the world in two seconds so um so I pretty much, I was born in New York, but I grew up uh, in Richmond, Virginia. I went to school um, north side of Richmond. Um, I was, a, I guess, in a sense, I, people called me a bright kid, but I really think, again, back to the just being born lucky, uh, school was easy. I never had to study, never had to try, and it was just there. So Really, I always kind of felt away uh, a little bit of resentment when people were like, oh, you're so smart. You're so such a good kid. I'm like, no, it's just not hard um, to <laughs> pay attention and regurgitate. Um, so for me, um, really what happened was I remember specifically uh, growing up and getting my first computer, getting my first uh, taste of what Internet was, what uh, technology really meant. Um, I grew up with the lemonade stand on and Oregon Trail, you know, and I used to kill that in second grade, third grade, where you get your little, uh, what is it called? Um, uh, it's the reading, it was a reading 
some some reading thing you used to do, you get and then you would get little points. You can go to the library and use it AR. on. Yeah, yeah, accelerated reader. There you go. So you know, I used to do that and really start falling in love with uh, reading and then computers. So I used to love the whole game of I need to read a couple, read four or five books to then get to spending time on a computer. And from there, I think that was really where the journey of where I figured out how to really use computers to kind of control, not really control, but to uh, use it to leverage people in a sense, because I saw where if I read books and I had a bunch of little passes to go to the library and get it on the computer, I remember trading it for a uh, fruit roll-up to somebody. And it was like, hey, I got all these passes. I'm gonna give you some passes because you didn't read. And now I get a fruit roll-up because that was important. Um, oh, and a yo-yo. I remember doing that because I used to love the yo-yo. Yeah, I remember the yo-yos that had the brains in it. You could, you know, put it down and it could stay spinning. Yeah, I, 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 I had to do I had like- regular Douglas. Oh, no, you had the regular Douglas. <laughs> I, had to, I, had to, I had the good ones, the ones that you, you do little tricks and junk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that was the very beginning of my thing. Um, but even moving forward, um, I love cooking. I always as a kid, I didn't really know it was a passion of mine. Nobody really told me, especially growing up as, you know, a young black man and a black boy, you know, nobody really said, oh, you know, go to school to be a chef and make this a career and be proud about it. It was, uh, you know, be a lawyer, be a doctor, be a judge, be a, you know, pediatrician, be, you know, something. Even though I saw my father at all times in my life own a business, um, the first time I seen him take a day off of work was when I graduated Marine Corps, actually. So, and it didn't click to me that he was training me how to run a business. So I was okay with saying, oh, I want to be a business person, an entrepreneur, but nothing really clicked in me until I was a, uh, an adult um, to that I can, you know, mix the two and be a chef and be great at it, you know. So um, moving on to like, you know, high school, came out of high school, I went to the Marine Corps, uh, came back, still wasn't at the point where I really knew what I wanted to do. So I just continued to do what I told my grandmother I was going to do, uh, be a lawyer and then a judge and all of that. So I went to school for pre-law. And then once I figured out I didn't really like it, I stopped. So, you know, then I went to school to be a chef. And there we are. So now we own a business. We own a restaurant. And that's going pretty well. So that's kind of like a snippet of, you know, we'll get into it later. But that's a snippet of how I got to where I'm at. So what's your story, Nicole? My story is I married you. No. <laughs> <clears throat> is that a mistake or is that a, a good choice? You was yelling at me before we started. So I feel like I feel like it was half, out a, of, half a half. Half and a half. She always yelling at me. Um, I'm abused. Just to let y'all know. I'm so, abused. my name is Nicole, um, and I am Daquan's business partner and wife. Um, business partner first. Though. Business partner first. Just make sure we get that on. Okay. <laughs> business partner first. It is for all the all the young people under thirty and younger. When you marry somebody, they need to be your business partner first. Sign 
on the LLC, the C Corp. You need to get an EIN first, and then you get a marriage certificate. That's what you do. Um, and I was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, um, in Crown Heights. And um, I can remember as a young teenager wanting to open up my own coffee shop. I knew it was in Cal um, California. I wanted to have a coffee shop that was open until two, ironically. Ooh, look at and that. then, look at um, <laughs> mm. Ronnie, do it. Then I <laughs> kind of pivoted and was like, well, you know, they don't have Golden Crust there. So I was like, that would be cool if I could franchise a Golden Crust. Anyway, none of it happened. Um, and, but I always envisioned myself to be a business owner, like a successful business owner, which in my mind equated to wealthy, <laughs> successful business owner. And, um, but I didn't do that. I went to school um, for business management and um, spent a lot of my time working, um, running uh, offices, um, doing administrative assistant. Um, um, so, we, I did that, and I didn't like that. I didn't want to run an office. So I went back to school um, due to family instances where I had to become the caretaker. I decided to go to school and um, become the path was a nurse. Um, and I became an EMT. I rode on the ambulance and stuff. And um, I was minding my business and um, my husband asked should I become a chef <laughs> How'd he you said chef or lawyer we just skipped a whole lot he said he chef just, or he lawyer appeared with a husband he was just there he said chef or lawyer <laughs> and I said lawyer mm. he didn't listen nope. and um he went for a chef. Um, and, you know, he did the hard work to get your career going, you know, as a chef. And we just decided that we were just going to, our honeymoon gift to ourselves was the creation of Red Indigo. Mm -hmm. You know, we created that, the name, we didn't know what was it going to attach for it, attach to it. But I'll tell you what, the hodgepodge is definitely, <laughs> It's definitely um, the make of it. But anyway, um, you know, and then here we are, you know, we started up with the catering part and then mm -hmm. um, then you needed a space and we grew to um, RVA Cafe and we stopped the restaurant for a year mm -hmm. and I missed it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um I'm very stringent when it comes to biz running business, but I missed it. I don't. I, I missed the interaction and the camaraderie of customers who like, like what we gave. You know what we sold or what we delivered. You know some weren't very happy, but you know I mm -hmm. think the the happy ones out trumped that, and I wanted to get back in the kitchen, mm. and so we searched for a second space and. Um, and here we are. Yeah, tired. <laughs> <laughs> but I like how you said the the hodgepodge because 
uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, the first lesson we can give in our podcast here is, uh, you know, for uh, aspiring business owners is the fact that, you know, when you start a business, people think, well, I have to have this figured out. I have to have that figured out. I have to have all the answers. And really, the core to running a successful business is to just get up and do something, um, you know, and, and that's the that's the baseline of all it takes because that that's also you're going to be your biggest hurdle once you get into once you have all the answers all you're left with is doing what you said you was going to do how many times you know i'll ask you or i ask patrick here to say all right are we opening today because i'm tired and no you just like you're left with that like yeah you don't you don't figure it out the taxes you don't figure it out the name you don't figure it out where you're going to be you don't figure it out your insurance you can figure out all of that and at the end of it so at the beginning of it it's get it done and mm-hmm. then in the middle of it it's get it done and at the end of it is get it done well you so, got it done at the end <laughs> you know yeah it's, it's that's it but, but i mean you know going back in october 3rd um I was not present for that first day. Um, but, you know, going back in, it was like we never stopped. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, there was no fear. I remember the first December 1st of mm-hmm. 2018. Yep. We were nervous. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. But then we started this up, and it was like, we'll be fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> With our 10 orders a day, we'll be fine. <laughs> Um, but that's, and I think this is just the niche that that we belong in. Yeah. I mean, even in retirement, I, I I could see us just randomly opening up a little quaint coffee shop, opening in Africa. But it's cool. Wherever you want to buy, I mean, we could challenge location, yeah. but yeah. you know, and just moving along. Yeah. Like a second nature. I I I don't know if I'll ever see us without a restaurant. You know, when we open up in Africa, you can't have Grubhub, DoorDash, and Uber. No, they got somebody. They got, yeah, they got some kind of delivery. Some kind of delivery over there. Yeah. I'm so. hating on them. So. That's, that's my story and intro into um, business ownership. Right, right. Patrick. Yeah. What's your... your... Howdy, Pat. Mm. How did I get here? Howdy, Pat. Tell <laughs> uh, your story. Let's see. Uh, born and raised in Virginia, Eastern Henrico. Uh, I'm going to fast forward a lot because y'all need to know all that. But I would say uh, I initially met Daquan through a, through a good friend of mine where uh, I think one of my earliest memories is um, playing 2K in your backyard and then uh, running home with an Xbox on our back in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like that was that was the, the origin story that, that we got there. Um, you know, kind of fast forward a little further. Uh, just speaking on our relationship, uh, I feel like I didn't really, you know, we kind of hooped here and there, played yeah. landmark this and this and that, but I feel like after school, we didn't really reconnect again until um, I think I was just kind of asking about stocks or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's when I eventually uh, popped up on you at the house, the yeah. Woodman Road one. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's when I kind of met both of you, two separate occasions. I think I'd seen you first for the for the uh, stocks, and we were kind of watching the game, just kind of talking yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. Then I came a little bit later. And I met you and had no idea that you were his wife. I thought you were just cooking or whatever. <laughs> she was a chef. She, I was I definitely a hundred percent ignored you like the whole time until you sat at the table. Right, so I was like, oh. yeah, she's a chef. Don't worry about it. She's the help. 
you know. <laughs> but um, during that time, I kind of figured out, you know, kind of what you were, what you were up to. You kind of let me know, uh, let me in on your plans as far as um, you know, starting a restaurant and and doing this and that. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the beginnings of it, I was at uh, Randolph Macon College working, so. And that took up a lot of my time. So uh, once I left there in June of 2019, I think, yeah, June of 2019, uh, I finally had time to come and uh, come and see what you've been up to. Sterling had been telling me that he was um, driving for you on like all the weekends. Mm-hmm. So I finally had time to come and check it out. And uh, so you were in there uh, prepping bacon. Yes. And you know, <laughs> chopping it up, whatever, whatever. And um, I remember sitting at the table with uh, with you, Sterling, and Nicole, and I had no idea that it was a job interview. No idea. <laughs> I'm talking all kind of notes. I had no idea that, you know, this is going to you know, turn my future paycheck. Yes. But luckily, I'm always prepared, always be ready, you know. Always be ready. Um, so you ain't got to get ready. Mm-hmm. But it really started from there where, I mean, it was kind of proposed to me, hey, you know, just... Come, come, hang out. Come, come, deliver some orders. This, this, and that. And at the time, I had time, so it was like, cool. You know, let, let's see what's up. So it really started. It. Um, I was popping up a couple, couple times a week, just delivering Grubhub orders, stocking the drink machines, mm. hanging out in the back of rail. Mm. You know, shout out to rail. Flyers too. Passing out the yeah, flyers. You know, all that. Part. You had to pass out the flyers. Started. You know, real, real. The humblest, the humblest of beginnings. And I feel like just. Uh, showing up there over time, it graduated from you know drink machine to deliver these orders to drink machine deliver these orders and wash these dishes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, cool, you know, it's all good, whatever. Right. All right. So we you know we never uh, busting it down, doing what we do, and just like I said, as it just continues to progress, somehow I ended up from washing dishes to hey, why don't you go ahead and cook these orders too? Like, all right, I, I can do that. Hey, I'm about to leave. <laughs> Why don't you stay here when I leave? I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, no, no problem, I guess. You know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's all part of the journey. But I feel like it, it really just kind of stemmed from from that right there. Just like really, really organic on, mm-hmm. on my side. Just, you know, one of the things that really kind of drives me is uh, inspired progress. So, and, and to me, that means um, being like having something that I really want to do. And then I enjoy seeing myself grow at it. So the kitchen kind of became one of those things of seeing you be able to, you know, work on so many tickets at one time, and I'm and stuck on one, yeah, 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 you know, and you know, whole face live to everybody that walked through the door, but that's not important, you know. Customers, very all the customers great. got their food. <laughs> eventually, um, but yeah, just just seeing just seeing how how efficient you were at at doing the the volumes that we were doing even early on, it just kind of sparked that in me. The same kind of spark that got me into like uh you know beat making and basketball and um, working out and stuff like that. Like all those kind of little obsessions that I that I ended up developing, um, it kind of turned the kitchen into into one of those. Like how can I just because how can I cook like that? How can I be that efficient with my steps, my movement, with my mind in that kind of way? Yeah. So and um, yeah, I, I feel like that's really what kind of drove me in in those like that first kind of year and a half, where we was really in the thick of it at uh, our big cafe, and which kind of solidified my my spot in the process. So definitely solidified, definitely. But don't leave out that you 
did the delivery service. I mean, you held that. Oh down. well, yeah, that's 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 after. But yes, yes, we were yeah. still going. Delivery service. Because he doesn't stop. I don't. You don't. That's but that's the point. That's in order for you to have a successful business, you have to pivot. You have to keep going. Something's gonna dry up, and you already have to be on to the next thing. I mean, the world is changing like every single day. We've gone from. I mean, just a couple of years ago, some people you could have said, hey, you know, order on Grubhub, order on DoorDash, and they didn't know what that meant. Mm-hmm. Now that's a staple. Staple. That's a that's a word like Google. You know, that's a word like Amazon. Like, you know what that is. I don't need to explain to you what DoorDash is anymore. So, you know, the fact that we came in and we, you know, made a name for ourselves without ever telling anybody where we were, what we did. You know, I we put in zero dollars of marketing. We broke every rule that it, it <laughs> essentially any business person would tell you of how to have a successful business, how to have a successful restaurant. You know, you have to have a good location. You have to have a good branding. You have to have a good this and that. It's like we did none of that. We literally said we're going to get on these apps and we're going to make these orders and we're going to make them consistently and they're going to consistently be five minutes, whether it's five minutes or not. That's what I'm going to tell you. And that's what's going to happen. And that's what we did. And, you know, we went from, I mean, zero to 100 really, really quickly. Um, and that's back to what I was saying about, you know, figuring out, figuring it out as you go, just get it done. Whole time I was lying to everybody and lying to myself about this works. I didn't really know if it worked. I was just like, nope. We knew it didn't work. No, it didn't work. <laughs> we was doing it. The cancers <laughs> in the room knew it didn't work. It didn't work. But hey, we showed up every day and we were consistent and we put out good food consistently. And then eventually we was able to say, oh, wow, we built this thing that's a big machine, you know, mm-hmm. to, the, to, I mean, be look at it and say, this is something great. And again, we could close for a year and then come back and boom, get right back to it. So, I mean, that 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 tells me everything I need to know. I mean, we're going to get into a lot more, you know, in, in the coming uh, episodes and things like that. But the fact of the matter is that we took our little hole in the wall restaurant of just making food that printed out on the ticket from some random app that we kind of knew something about to, you know, us having multiple different businesses going to, you know, different countries you know, uh, being looked at as a as an expert, as a leader in this field and not even knowing. I mean, my name was, was spoken to people in, you know, different countries that I've never even been to, you know, and, and now I'm managing other restaurants, helping you know, people asking me, well, how do I pivot this business? Meanwhile, their business was here before I was born. And I'm <laughs> like, well, I don't know what to tell you, but <laughs> I'm going to just tell you, you know, this. So, and it, it that, that gave us something great, you know, and it really solidified what we were doing because we all thought about it. Like you said, we knew it didn't work, but it was like, it worked like, and I think you said it before when we was talking before, it's like, it's just nobody walked out. That was it. You know, nobody said, all right, this is it. This is a wrap. Sunday morning, we got what, 100 tickets sitting on the board live and more just, Ding, 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 coming in, coming in. And we was just like, all right, well, just keep going. We're you know? here till two. We're here till two. That's it. Don't don't worry about that. Just I might have shed a tear. Yeah. I, I might have ended up in, a, in an emergency room <laughs> with some chest pain. Lord. Yes. 
Definitely did. But, hey, we're here. We're here to tell a story. We're here to help people, you know, give our story out, document. Because, again, we're, we're at another crux right now of, of where it's going to change. Like I said, there's, there's big, big, big changes coming for this specific um, industry, right? We, we saw a glimpse of that with um, COVID. COVID came, it, it, you know, decimated the world and changed it and flipped it upside down. Yeah, put the jets on us, though. Yeah, oh, definitely. <laughs> you know, everybody else is like, this is horrible. It's it's shutting down businesses. And we didn't understand. We are like, I got pay that? raise. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're, people are laying people off. You know, restaurants are struggling. We got all these restaurant bills. People are fighting in Congress. I'm like, well, what? I mean, <laughs> I didn't know, <laughs> you know, this is the best thing that could happen for us. So, you know, it, it's going to be an interesting kind of to unpack that and really, you know, teach people and, and, and show people like, hey, look, this is really what it takes to run a business. You know, this is really where it takes to like that piece of nobody walks out. Like we can be mad, we can be sad, we can be upset. I mean, it's even a thing to explore about, you know, being in a marriage and being a business partner. You know, you're going to go through trials and tribulations as, you know, a marriage, as a, as a relationship. And didn't matter what we was going through at home, that two minute drive from the house to the restaurant, all that's getting shut down because we got to go make this money. So, hey, you know, it is what it is. Um, but it, it's, it's been a pleasure, you know, working with everybody. It, it's, 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 it's amazing to see what we've done. And now it's amazing to sit down and really talk about it and understand from everybody's point and get really diving into how we have created what we've created and how we're going to continue to create as we go forward and really show people, look, you want a successful business? This is what you do. Because most people, the thing about it is most people don't document until it's already done. I want to document while we're doing it. Yeah. Um, I said I do, so. <laughs> yes. You did. I, I really, um, there's not much for me to say, but let's do what we got to do. I mean, I just look at last weekend, you know, there was, we talked about it at dinner on Sunday, and a lot of my questions is, do I stay full-time at what I do, saving lives or helping lives, you know, medical lives? And, um, <clears throat> And or, you know, come full time again with you guys. And last weekend we held it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had no cancellations. Very minimal. I mean, maybe three calls. Um, and I, it, it made me see that we could hold it down with just the three of us. I mean, I'm not saying that it's just the three of us for life. I'm saying we could still excel and even have room to grow with the three of us um, showing up when we're supposed to be there, you know, as planned. And so, you know, you know, it, it creates some decision-making mm-hmm. and um, as always. Um, but I just feel like it's a great dynamic in my opinion. I, I can't speak for you guys, but I felt like it was a great dynamic that, you know, we got it done, you know, with or without extra help. And so I think, like you said, if we stay on track 
and we don't walk out, you know, or, you know, don't get lost in, in what could take us out. I think we could even grow. Right now we're almost hitting to where we closed at a year and a half ago or a year and yeah. some months ago. I think just the three of us could even take us to surpass that. And then obviously at that point I think we might need to <laughs> um, incorporate additional hands. Um, but I think we did an awesome job. I mean, no, I definitely agree with that. Just, you know, kind of doubling down on what you said about, like, I feel like we all, all three of us bring something different to the table that kind of mm-hmm. equates to that whole, which would allow us to kind of fill in every gap that's necessary. Like I said, with your organization, your ambition, and then just my willingness to <laughs> fill in the rest where I can. Uh, and one is not to plug in that plug. Mainly, mainly those things. <laughs> mainly those things. Whether I get listened to or not, you know, this is the last video I remember on. I, I did say it for the record. <laughs> Damn, he did. He did. But, no, I, I, I really appreciate just how I've been able to grow within this dynamic of, you know, uh, I've always believed in being a, a team player. And uh, we're not going to lose because of me. Mm. So Me either. Always always being able to just kind of see, I, if you're going to do it, I got you. you know, if you're going to show up, I got you. Gotcha. You know, and just kind of keeping – that kind of fundamental thread going mm-hmm. as we continue. I feel like that's going to kind of benefit us the most. Yeah. All of that's necessary. Every every part everybody plays is necessary. And when we make the money, I got y'all. Ooh. I'll pay for whatever we need to, to keep thriving. Also, for the record, this, this, camera, this is the camera. They owe me so much money. <laughs> So much money, and I just want to put we that on record people. for everybody that see this. Nah, because then we are gonna put out a a, a a ad for for hiring help. They be like, nah, they said they, they say they owe him. They they not paying. We pay. Nicole mm-hmm. pay. I don't pay. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me for money. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, I mean, it, it, it's been great, guys. I mean, it, it's gonna be a, 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 a amazing journey going through this and really unpacking every step of it for people to understand that. Running a restaurant is not hard. Running a business is not hard. You just show up. That's it. <laughs> show up. All That's consistency. Thousand days. <laughs> a thousand days. Show up. For it's a thousand longer days. than you think. Don't count it. <laughs> don't count it. Don't, don't count it. Don't don't even worry about that. Just put a thousand and then forget about it. Get back to it. Something that you can actually succeed in and you know be great. <laughs>